Hey guys, Clyde here. Today I'm joined by a friend, Garrett, and the two of us took a stroll down memory lane for the PlayStation 1 JRPG classic, Legend of Ligaya. We dive into the characters, fighting system, and overall creepy mood of the game. So whether it's your first time hearing about this amazing game, or you're just here to relive some of those creepy vibes, this is the next chapter of Our Gems, and a look at the Legend of Ligaya. Here, on Scanline Vibes. Alright, Mr. Garrett, welcome to Scanline Vibes. Hey, glad to be here. It has been a long time coming. I've been uh, I've been looking forward to having some guests on the show, and like so fitting. I mean, you're one of the first listeners I ever had to the podcast. So, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Like, geez, it means a lot. Hey, not a problem. I've been waiting to do this for weeks now. <laughs> Man, and honestly, I think you picked the right game, right? Like, I think you picked the right game to be on for. Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about it. So. Jeez, like, where do, where does one even begin with a game like Legend of Ligaya? Like, when did you, if you don't mind my asking, when did you first play this game? Um, I actually just recently got into playing it. I've never, I played, started trying to like play it when I was younger, never got really into it, and then now as an adult, hearing more about it from two of my really good friends, and yeah, I actually sat down and 30 hours in, and wondered where all that time went. Dang, that is that's really interesting. I actually this was one of my first PS1 JRPGs for me, and when I first played it as a kid, uh, I had a best friend. His name was Scott. Uh, so shout outs to Scott. He's a really cool kid, and we did that thing as kids where each of us would pick like our favorite character, and we would like choose all the actions for that character. And Legend of Ligaya was one of those games for me. Yeah, l- luckily I didn't have you know anybody that wanted to do that too i just kind of sat down and did pretty much a blind playthrough wow and that was this year or was that last year it was this year i actually went through it what two months ago jeez man oh man so i guess i guess a really natural place to start about legend of a guy at least a place that i think is pretty natural to start is the opening of the game which quite honestly is one of the darkest openings to a jrpg i've ever seen yeah, I mean, it, it sets that, that whole tone up. I mean, you start off, and, you know, you're, you're used to most JRPGs, you know, starting kind of lighthearted, but no, within the first, what, 20 minutes, I mean, what, that the whole, ta- whole town is attacked, you know? Yeah. His, his girlfriend's dad gets killed or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's dark. It starts off running. And then it only gets worse. I love that imagery of it. Like, uh, this is something we'll get into later about the mist. But I just, I love that this, like, this town is just, like, surrounded by the mist. And there's monsters. And there's this gate that, like, the only way they can get food is to, like, go out in hunting parties. And it's just, like, it's amazing to me how dark and how intense the world is, like, right out the bat in Legend of Ligaya. It, it doesn't pull any punches. Like, a lot of JRPGs... They start out with things more or less okay, right? Like the, it's green fields and blue skies and Pokemon running around. But Legend of Ligaya is like, no, this world is messed up. Things are not okay here. Oh uh, yeah, de- definitely it did not pull. Even the first imaging, you know, the imagery of the game, showing, the, you know, it shows the first town. You see the mist. You see the world's dark, and then it just gets, it just gets right into it. And it's, yeah, it was such a great start. 
Yeah, and that I love how dramatic it gets too. Like when the uh, when the monsters like come through the gate for that first time. Do you remember that cutscene? Do you remember that that first cutscene with that? There was like this really scary face that scared the crap out of me as a kid. Uh, I, I rewatched that cutscene recently. I've been playing the game myself, and there's like one of these like oh, these monsters, man. Like some of the CG in those scenes was terrifying as a child. Maybe maybe not like in 2019 scary, but dude, back in the day. So so terrifying. Oh uh, yeah, I can definitely see it. I mean, I playing through it now. You know, you look at it, and it's, it still looks great. I mean, you still, I still got chills. You know, seeing those, the Seru, you know, coming over the, you know, over the wall and yeah. attacking the villagers. I mean, that gives you chills. Yeah, totally. I, honestly, like, I wanted to ask, what were your first impressions of the game? I mean, because you played it pretty recently for the first time. And you kind of got into this dark world. Did you? Did the game strike you as um, a normal JRPG, or did, did it kind of did it defy expectations? What do you expect going into it, and how did the first couple hours of gameplay feel to you? Well, I mean, going in, like I said, it was a blind playthrough, very strong recommended through a couple of my friends. This is actually one of their favorite games. This is one of the whole reasons I started playing it. Gotcha. I, all I knew about was the battle system. So, you know, I went in through knowing how the battle system worked, but seeing it, you know, actually in action, I mean, it's 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 unique. I, I wish more games would do stuff like that. And I mean, even like the level of detail. Oh, I'm, I'm on the exact same page. That that battle system is so trippy. And uh, honestly, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many JRPGs you've played for the PS1 slash PS2 era of games, but like I can't think of another battle system that's even remotely similar to it. The only other one I can think of, isn't even an RPG. It was just like, have, did you ever play the play the bouncer? But I mean, even then, it was nothing like. Oh, it. I've I've heard of the bouncer. I've, I think I've actually seen images of it. Uh, it looks very it looks very PS one JRPG like character stylized. But I don't think I actually played it. It was kind of like Streets of Ra <clears throat> Streets of Rage with RPG kind of mixed into it, if I remember right. But I mean, it's been like ten years since I played it. But that's the closest thing, and that's still far from what that is. Gotcha. So I guess we should probably break down the battle system for anybody who hasn't played it before and has no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess, how would you describe it? It's kind of like, it's almost like martial arts meets JRPG meets, um, man, I don't, I don't want to say like a memory game, but it's, it's like there's, there's directional inputs and your characters have these combinations of attacks like when your character goes to attack they can you can like create you can do strings of attacks in certain directions like a high attack or a low attack or left or right or using your seru and yeah that the system is so wild it's so unique and i just haven't seen anything like it in a jrpg ever or since yeah i mean it's definitely i mean going through it you know relatively earlier um i mean you've got it's up you know the highs and the low attacks i mean each one those are going to have separate def defenses that I actually noticed I would say 10 hours into it I really didn't even pay attention to it mm. <clears throat> until I noticed oh I'm using low attacks on these guys why are they not taking a lot it was like oh there's upper defense and lower defense yeah so, I mean it's you've got to sit there and you've got to actually strategize to an extent you can't just go in there and just do you know high kick high kick high kick yeah you have to you know mix mix that up use your arts and then use your I cannot remember what the ability is called off the top of my head, but you know, like the power up that would make your would make your bar give you a, your bar longer for the, your next attack and raise your defense for that turn. I think it was called spirit. 
Yeah, spirit. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It was it was great because it made you look at the enemies and actually ask yourself, like, wait a minute. I, and I, I know I know what you're talking about because I feel like when I got to the second or third area in the game, I encountered these enemies. I think they were like floating on uh, like pieces of armor. And I noticed that my low attacks weren't even hitting them at all. Like it was just doing no damage. And I was like, whoa, I need to actually be paying attention to what attacks I'm doing here because I'm not even hitting these guys. It was really interesting. Yeah, I I ran into that problem as well because I was kind of for most of the game just the regular regular um fights I would just I would just do auto and I was noticing so like I'm fighting these enemies that are in air I'm like why are half my attacks missing oh because I'm hitting auto and they're going low kick low kick low kick yeah how did you how did you feel about Vaughn as the main character uh, to me Vaughn was he would have been just like a traditional JRPG silent protagonist yeah. Like he didn't, I didn't really, I didn't mind him. I didn't like him. I didn't hate him. He was the only character to me really that didn't get a lot of, a lot of like flesh, fleshed outness. I mean, you get all the stuff in his hometown, but you know, he never really speaks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And, uh, it might be the cynical part of me, but I do feel as though in some ways Vaughn is very like, he's very anime. He's got blue hair and he's very anime ish looking. And, I think when the studio made that character, it was like, let's appeal to as many kids as they can. And it worked. For me, it worked because I love Vaughn as a kid. But now as an adult playing through the game, I completely agree with you. I'm like, Vaughn is a little one-dimensional for sure. That was just the problem, with the, in my opinion, with the PlayStation 1 era. Is just most of those JRPG characters were just very one-dimension. Yeah, totally. Did you have a, uh, a favorite character in the game? Uh, I mean, they were all wonderful. I was like, Gala was awesome. Noah was really cool. I mean, even I probably was Gala just straight when I first got him. I was I did not like him at all. So, you know, he's got the slow. He's slow. He's got you know no bar. He can't do. He can only do one or two just basic attacks per you know per round. Right. But then you get all of his backstory. He ends up being one of your most powerful characters. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind. My favorite character in Legend of Legaia. You're gonna think this is so stupid. It was actually. It was actually Noah's wolf, uh, Terra, that became that um, that became that Seru. I really liked her wolf companion thing, and I thought that was so cool as a kid. Uh, I, I liked, I loved that. I thought it was, you know, it was really cool seeing, you know, going from, you know, seeing Vaughn and then going straight to Noah, and you know, she's got the, you know, she's got her wolf companion, and the wolf companion teaching her how to fight and going up, and it was actually that whole scene got really emotional yeah and noah's like noah's story in particular got really emotional throughout the game like her story is dark af like her story is easily the darkest story in the game as far as, far as i'm concerned oh yeah yeah definitely no no there's so much going on with her yeah like she's got like not only is she like alone in the world and her parents are like missing quote unquote and she's being guided by this spirit thing but like she just loses so much over the course of the story. Like, Noah is a really tragic character, and I was honestly kind of surprised uh, as a kid that 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 she was able to be uh, like kind of depicted like that. I, I didn't, I wasn't used to seeing characters be just so downer. Like, her personality was fun and bubbly and kind and like very curious about the world, but her actual backstory was like brutally, brutally sad. Oh yeah, definitely. Like every time, you know. She would see something. She like, and you know, you see that bubbling personality. You know, you'd be like, I was like, 
how she's still this happy with how tragic her you know everything that's going on with her is yeah how did you how did you feel about the magic system in the game do you think it was strong enough or overpowered or do you think it was like do you think it was too weak where did you fall on the magic system um originally when i when i had first started my goal was to get all the seru max all the seru out and then i want to say two or three dungeon dungeons in i just kind of dropped it because all i feel like the arts all the arts were so much more powerful i just focused just straight on all the healing right oh yeah i'm right there with you like at first the magic seems really really great but once you realize that the damage output is just crazy from the arts you're very quickly you put the put everything else on the bench and you're like okay it's time to max that bar out and max those arts out yeah definitely i mean it it helps as you level up the attacking spells you know like the the first one you get i think once you hit level four is it'll start lowering your you know the enemy's attack yeah most of the bosses are immune to all that though so there's no point yeah totally. i think i saw two bosses the entire game that you know i just kind of used it just to see what would happen yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, and a lot of that magic, those MP just straight went to healing for me in my playthroughs. It's like, yeah. give me, give me holy orb, give me just any healing because the rest of the um, the rest of the magic just didn't it didn't compete with the arts damage. That damage output for the arts was crazy. It, it was. I mean, but the one thing that I do really don't like about that though is the summoning animations were so good yeah that's true they were so cool and a lot of the boss attack animations were really cool and they man it was so anime the game feels really animated to me when i look when i look at legend of Gaia and i see that it's a ps1 jrpg and i look back on the on the times i've had with it i can see why 13 year old clyde really loved that game because it was just right up my alley yeah i mean i i playing it through now i really wish i had played it you know back when it first came out because at that it was definitely something i would have loved to play back when it first came out that actually um that kind of segues into an interesting question i wanted to ask you how did you feel about the overall challenge of the game like do you think it was do you think it was a really tough game or really easy or where did you where did you fall on that Uh, i fell on to very early on that game does not pull its punches from the from the get-go that's a that's to me is one of the hardest jrpgs i've ever played oh yeah I'm, I'm right there with you any any bosses in particular the first boss with noah and uh vaughn just because i was not prepared for how strong those bosses were yeah totally i remember i saw a game over screen from that boss and there was a couple the one that that actually scarred me as a child like the one that i like whenever I, whenever like somebody says hard boss battle to me, my brain, no matter what game we're talking about, my brain defaults to the boss that's in the Mist Factory in Legend of Ligaia. That weird, it's like a weird, I don't want to say scorpion thing. It, it's got a weird octagonal shape to it, and it's got this like very strong attack that it warns you, like, hey, I'm about to do a big attack next turn. You probably should block, or you're gonna die. That boss, as a kid wiped me over and over and over again and even replaying the game like as an adult just a couple you know weeks ago that boss wipes me over and over again and i was like this is why this boss is so hard like holy crap this boss is a nightmare oh yeah there's quite a few of those there's actually one towards i'd say the middle of the game it's it's this it's a knight Mm. and you fight him on top of you fight him on top of a, a city that's essentially a tower oh yeah i totally <clears throat> that that boss I was actually, by that point, I was very over-leveled, but even being over-leveled, he still was a nightmare. 
Yeah, I don't know what it is about the bosses in that game, but they clearly did not balance them for the the monster difficulty. Like they they said like, okay, you can you can wipe you could be wiping the floor with all the monsters in the area for any given area, and then you get to the boss and all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, I feel like I'm 10 levels under leveled." Yeah. That, that that was one that whole playthrough. That game is one of those that does not pull its punches under any circumstance. It, it let it it lets you think, you know, oh, I'm I'm doing good. You know, I'm taking out these regular enemies with you know no problem. And then you walk around the corner, see the boss, and see your game over screen. Yeah. If if I ever met somebody who was like, yeah, I beat Legend of the Gaia without game overing, I would be like, mm, mm, BS. <laughs> like I would not. I don't know if I'd be able to buy that. Yeah, I I can agree. Yeah, it's just it is just way way too difficult and yeah i don't know i i guess i wanted to ask because you played it kind of recently what is your experience like with other like ps1 jrpgs have you played a lot of ps1 jrpgs uh actually the ps1 was when i first got into jrpgs oh nice uh, so i just i've played a, a big chunk of them i mean the most of the ones that i played were unfortunately they're like legend of Gaia. they were just ones that at the time they were just overshadowed by Final Fantasies. They were overshadowed by Legend of the Dra- of Dragoon. They, yeah. they were just overshadowed by all these other games. Oh, I totally feel you. It's a shame because Legend of Gaia has a lot of charm to it. I guess I would ask you, how do you feel that Legend of Gaia stacks up for the games in that time period? Do you, do you think Legend of Gaia goes can go toe to toe with those games? Oh, uh, definitely. It's it is fantastic. The story is great. You know, the the environments. The environments are just. They they suck you in. I mean, it's a PS. It's it's definitely it's a PS one game. So the graphically it hasn't aged. Yeah. But I mean, it's still it's to me that game was still gorgeous. Yeah, and I I love the music too. The music had a lot of great tracks in it. The Rim Elm theme, um, just the boss battle. There was a lot of epic music in that game for sure. Yeah, they definitely the music was great. I can't just stop giving praise about that game. Yeah, I guess I would probably if I was going to recommend Legend of the Guy to people. Uh, I would probably warn them going in. This is not an easy game. It is a it is a great example of that those kind of early to mid PS one JRPGs, but it's also a game that will totally mess you up if you're not prepared for it. Yeah, definitely, it's not not one to just if you're recommending it to somebody now. Like, make sure you get your healing spells, get them leveled up. Make sure everyone has their strongest equipment. And just as backup, make sure you have at least 20 to 50 healing herbs. Yeah, seriously, all the time. And, and anytime you get a revive item, just hold on to it forever because they're quite rare and you will not get a lot of them. Yeah, I think I, I, think I ran across just blindly, I think, three or four. Yeah, they're, they're really freaking rare. How did you feel about the um the Gala and Songi storyline? Did you like that that kind of um I almost want to say like cliche martial arts artist like bad like like student betrays master goes full evil like what did you think of that storyline? Yeah, I mean definitely I you know it was kind of that whole generic, but I mean if you think about it for at that time you know it wasn't as generic then, but even then playing it in today, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it was something I. I really didn't see coming at first, mm. but then, you know, as it goes on, just like, you know, yes, this is, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah. I actually, I really like that, that storyline too. And I liked that Gala was such a stoic character. He reminds me of a lot. He honestly, I hate to draw comparisons to final fantasy characters, but he honestly, Gala reminds me of Steiner from final fantasy nine in that he's like this really strong personality. He's got this one mission, you know, to protect the, the Biron monastery 
and he gets like tasked with this seru and like he's on this bigger quest to like kind of save the world and free the world from this mist and i thought his character journey was really interesting because he clearly wasn't like he clearly wasn't one of those people that wanted to go on that journey it's just kind of like hey bro it picked you you gotta go now oh yeah definitely i mean he his whole the whole first thing with with when you first get gala is you know i'm gonna protect this monastery you know let's go and then you know he gets his he gets you know he gets a seru and then he's like well we don't those aren't welcome here so you're banished exactly it's like dude yeah i felt so bad for gala i was like man like dude like he he dedicated his life to protecting and like the the seru chooses him and y'all are kicking him out like dude bro yeah he I definitely feel bad for him but i mean and you can tell and that's that was one of the reasons i really liked him is you see him go from oh, i can't believe i got this you know this you know this isn't my my goal this is, isn't my mission to him seeing at least to me you know this is a bigger picture yeah yeah, and I, I really liked Songi too. Although Songi was a really like cliche villain, I did I did like seeing the guy who is like you show up you show up at Biron Monastery and Songi's like, What are those things on your arms? Like, oh wow, they make you powerful? I want one. <laughs> like you could just tell that dude was evil from a mile away. <laughs> like unabashed, like he doesn't even try to hide it. He's like, Where did you get that? Can I get one? <laughs> like it's like this dude is like shady. <laughs> So this, uh, yeah, you, you definitely get that you know, when you see him. just like, yeah, there's something's wrong with this guy. What's going to happen? And then everything happens. You're like, oh, this this dude's not playing. Yeah, yeah. The game wasn't playing. Songi wasn't playing. But overall, like, really great characters, really great story. I wanted to ask you um, one more thing about, like, kind of the main gameplay, the main characters. How did you feel about the actual Seru? Like, how did you feel about the actual, like, the lore behind the Seru and them like attaching themselves to these human hosts. What did you think of that? Oh, I, I thought that was definitely very interesting lore. I mean, it's, it was, you know, that that's something that even to, you know, as far as video games, it hasn't really done a story like that. Yeah. Which, um, I, the whole game, I believe we were talking about it before. It was based off of one of Stephen King's book. Like this is just all the whole thing with the mist. Yeah. Yeah. But like, all of the stuff with the Seru, you know, attaching to the humans and essentially turning them into zombies. Yeah, straight up. I, I just, I thought that was a really cool story. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was great how it was done, you know, in the lore, but also in, in game. You go to a town where the Seru have essentially gotten to it. You're seeing these people, you know, essentially zombified, in the town yeah that actually that storyline actually like really really made me stop and think um the first time you're going through drake castle where the castle knew that they were about to be infected like the whole the whole castle knew that they were about to get contaminated with seru so the king had everybody lock themselves in like these prison cells do you know do you remember what i'm talking about yeah and they basically they basically were like we're not going to kill anybody we're not going to let ourselves go crazy and kill people so we're going to lock ourselves in these like these jail cells essentially and when when Vaughn and the party show up there it's really weird because it's like why are all these contaminated people locked up in these jail cells and then you realize later when you find the king's message like holy crap like this dude actually had the idea to like instead of having everything go crazy he had this idea to lock everybody up i thought that was such a cool little note that the writers didn't have to do that at all but it really made that whole 
kind of part of the game feel a lot more like a horror movie to me in a really believable way. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. When I saw that, you know, I went went there, saw the first little prison cell, and the first thing out of my mind was something's about to go down. So the whole rest of that dungeon, you know, I'm waiting for you know the, the you know all the the cages to open or something to happen. It, it, it was intense. Like that that was not. Yeah. It was definitely not what I was thinking. It felt that part, part, you know, you'd have seen in like a horror movie or something. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, I see, I see that it does feel a lot like The Mist because it's like it's clearly, I mean, the whole game has this kind of ominous, eerie, almost sci-fi vibe to it. You know, with the with the Seru kind of attaching themselves to people, and I will say one of the things I kind of wish there was a little bit more of in the game. I do, I do kind of wish the the Seru. Um, felt more like party members. I almost, like, this is going to sound weird. I almost feel like the Seru are kind of like Pokemon that are, like, attaching themselves to people, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I, I feel like to an extent that they were trying to kind of go, because I believe that came out right around the time Pokemon first came out. Yeah. So, I mean, you definitely get that feel, feeling, because, you know, like I said, when I was going through originally, mm. I was like, man, I want to catch, I want to, you know, get every single Seru with every single character. Yeah, I'm right there with you too. I Man, I wonder if they could have pushed that further because I liked the Seru. I really, really liked the Seru, but I do have to admit, I did like the characters like Noah and Gala more, but um, you can't spend all the time with this with the Seru because obviously they are like floating crystal things, so it's hard for kids and people to relate to those, but I do wish there was more of a... Um, I do kind of wish there was more of an attachment to them in like kind of a, a concrete way, but overall, I still really enjoyed that and Definitely some cool sci-fi stuff going on there. Oh yeah, and they definitely with with all the all the designs of the Seru, like they were all distinctive, and they they all looked just gorgeous. Yeah, how did you feel about the um the the trees? Those trees that were like purifying the areas and keeping the mist out. Did you think that was a pretty cool mechanic, or what was your what was your impressions of that stuff? I did. I did like that mechanic. You know, they they definitely had to find a way to get the mist the mist out of all these areas, you know, they could have gone any other way. Yeah. But I mean, I did, I did like, you know, purifying the tree and that, you know, getting so, so much of an area clean, cleaned out. And then you have to go to those mist factories. So just essentially get rid of the rest. Yeah. What, what do you think? This is a, this is probably a tough question. So I'll give you a second to think about it. But what do you think is the most remarkable thing about legend of Ligaya? Like as a game, um, I know for me, the my answer is has got to be just the tone of the game, especially how bleak it is early. Like that is so unique in JRPGs. That has got to be the thing that like if somebody asked me what is this, what's the most special thing about Legend of Gaia, I would say, dude, it's got to be the opening of that game that the tone that it sets like right off the bat. But where do you where do you fall on that? Where do you think what do you think is the most unique or remarkable thing about this game? Oh uh, yeah, that's definitely a hard one. There's a few that stand out to me that. You know the tone being one. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the, the, the battle system as well—that was a huge standout. That's what kept me enthralled. Was just that battle system was so amazing. Yeah. But what blows my mind is just how detailed the world is. Like when you—the biggest thing is most JRPGs. You know, you get a new weapon, your weapon will change. Mm. Well, in Legend of Lagaya, everything changes. Yeah, totally. You know, you get a new shirt. You get a new upper body piece you know you get a new vest for vaughn vaughn's vest will go from red to purple you know you get a, like a new 
like that to me that was that just blow, blew my mind seeing that yeah i love that by the end of the game like some of the characters their outfits get crazy like gala like looks like a full-on like mercenary ninja by the end of the game like he looks crazy yeah i mean see and that, that's the and that, that to me it just blows my mind you know you look at the jrpgs today yeah you know the you know like you look at like skyrim and stuff they can do that but not the jrpgs and just to me that's just crazy that yeah legend of the guy is one of the only games that i can i can think of that you know every piece of armor changes yeah i think i think it's got to be a luxury of the fact that they the game doesn't have a huge cast right it's just it's really just vaughn noah and gala and there's not more characters do you think the game would have benefited from more a larger party or do you think it's it's nice that it's kind of that small intimate group um, to me, I, I like the small intimate groups Yeah. because you're always going to have in those JRPGs your core three or your core four characters that you're going to like. Yeah. And then you'll get someone else. You're like, man, I really like this character, but I don't have any room on my party right here. So to me, just getting getting three characters and not having to worry about managing, you know, this person's armor, this person's, you know, this person's weapon. Mm. It was just nice going like, okay, I just have I just have to worry about three people. Yeah, and I I also agree. Like, I would also upvote like the fact that I like initially I wouldn't have put Gala in my party. I would not have given him the time of day. But then seeing his story unfold, I really fell in love with that character. And like, I completely am glad that I didn't have the ch- the chance to bench him because I totally would have. I totally would have benched that character. Oh yeah, I definitely I would have too. And like I said, I I first got Gala, I. I, I, I didn't like him at all, but it was his story stored as, you know, his story to me just brought him in. You know, I was, I was by the end of that game, Gala was my favorite character. Oh man, that's a tough one. I, I've, I think I'm going to have to go Noah. Um, I just feel so bad for Noah. I just feel so awful for Noah. Like, uh, I just, man, like the, the end, that end cutscene. I don't want to spoil everything. Like, I don't want to spoil the entire game, but I will just say like, like the last stuff that Noah's saying in her in her cutscene with Tara, like that th- that scene just rips my heart out. I'm just like, she's gone through so much. Why you guys got to do this to her? Like writers, leave her alone. Like, oh man, that cutscene always rips my heart out. Yeah, I, I that's exactly that was one of the big strong points with Noah was just her backstory. It's 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 so hard to pick a favorite character, but I mean, it's just. Gala just, Gala just, it was something about his story and just the fact that he went from being, you know, that character that I was like, um, oh, why am I stuck with this guy to the point that it was, I can't, I was like, man, I can't believe I've thought about not, you know, not caring about him, thinking about getting a fourth character. He's getting benched. Yeah, totally. Did you, I'm going to ask the forbidden question. I'm going to ask the question that I am never supposed to ask on a, on a Legend of Legaya podcast, but... Did you play Legend of Ligaya 2? No, I've actually haven't got to it just because like I said, I mean I played through this is my first time playing through one. Yeah. Dude, Mr. Garrett, I I have not played it either. I have not played Legend of Ligaya 2. Um I don't I don't know what the reception is to it. Honestly, I haven't taken the pulse on the internet. Have you heard if it's good or bad? Have you heard much in either way? I've heard extremely mixed. Oh wow. Jeez. I mean, I think I honestly, I think Legend of Ligaya is probably pretty mixed. I mean, I, I think among fans of the game, they'd say it's it's a great gem that is totally overlooked, you know, compared to the Final Fantasies in the system. But I would worry about Legend of Ligaya 2. Legend of Ligaya 2 is a PS2 game, right? 
I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was PS2. I, I, yeah. I'm fairly certain Legend of the Gaia came out towards the end of the PlayStation's life cycle. Yeah, somewhere in there. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing Legaia 2 was on PlayStation 2. And yeah, I didn't get around to playing it, but I'm one of these days I'm going to sit down and play it. I know I've also seen threads on Reddit from time to time of people asking for Legend of Legaia 3. So it's like, dude, the hype is real, man. There are fans of this franchise out there, like keeping the flame alive. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, I know tons of people who would, you know, they'd be willing for, you know, they want a third. Now the, the million dollar question, the question I prepped you with prior to the episode i want to lay it on you what does legend of legaia mean to you as a video game what does this game mean to you well to me the biggest thing is listen to your friends <laughs> because i've had my buddy has been trying to get me to play that for years and it's that going through it now i mean that's going to hold a place in my in my heart is you know i've had people begging me to play this game for 10 years and you know going in and talking to them, how far are you, how are you liking it, you know, wasn't that cool, you know, it's just, just the excitement, you know, Yeah. being able to talk to, being able to talk to my friends and getting that excitement again, you know, that's just going to remind me of my friends. Yeah, I think, I think for me, my answer is really similar to yours, honestly, it reminds me of my childhood, it reminds me of like, those nights playing the game with Scott and, you know, talking about the characters and, you know, the, the, the general story and how dark it was and how creepy it was. Legend of Legaia to me is honestly, this is going to sound weird, right? Like, don't, don't take this wrong, Garrett, but I, I'm honestly kind of glad that Legend of Legaia wasn't a huge success because I do feel as though it's kind of like, it's kind of like our game now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm glad the whole world doesn't have it because Legend of Legaia is a special thing that, I don't need everybody in the world to love it. Like I'm, I'm okay with the fans owning it and keeping it. It's kind of like Earthbound, or it's kind of like one of those games that the people that played it really enjoyed it, or a lot of them did. And you know, it's it's okay that it didn't hit critical mass. Not every game needs to be Final Fantasy. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it does. And it's, it's definitely it's it's one of those. It it didn't need to. It didn't need to. You know, be this huge smash it, and it and it wasn't. It's it's one of those that, you know, now 10, 20 years later, it's starting to get that little following. It's starting to get what it should have gotten back then. Yeah, man, I, I hope it, I hope the candle burns strong. I hope someday, fingers crossed, we can see like a re-release of it on oh, HD remaster would be so cool. Oh, man, my my worry is that they would do what they do with a lot of remasters, which is they would just beat it with a nerf bat and they would just make the game way too easy. And it's like, dude, don't do that. I love the struggle. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of struggle in JRPG. Like, I like it when the game tells you you're gonna have to grind a little bit. Like, I'm not just gonna give this to you for free because it feels like, I don't know if you've played any modern JRPGs. It feels like a lot of modern JRPGs are just way too easy for my taste. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why I'm getting more into the the old, the older games again. It's they're just they're so much. To me, they're so much more um rewarding yeah i don't know did you do you own a nintendo switch out of curiosity i do do you own octopath traveler i have not got around to it yet it's definitely one of those on my list oh dude i've got to say man like it is the prettiest game you'll ever see it is it is the it's got an amazing soundtrack it's got amazing design the characters are fun the, the classes are cool but holy crap man that game is way too easy like 
I'm I'm not kidding, Garrett. Like I'm not kidding. I never saw a game over screen in Octopath Traveler until post game. Like I n- I never once saw a game over screen, and I'm like, dude, guys, like I'm not even grinding a lot. I'm not even like min maxing. I'm like, just give me a little challenge. It, it it just I feel like a lot of modern JRPGs are so scared to push their players around. They're so scared to like to actually challenge the players that they pull a lot of their punches. And Legend of Lagaya didn't pull its punches. Legend of Lagaya had no problem. Like, you just got to the top of this tower. Okay, cool. You're going back to the save point. Like, it had no problem doing that to the player over and over again. Yeah, I mean, and I definitely... I feel like had I not grinded like I did, because, you know, being... My biggest thing is always having the best equipment before I go... Before I leave the towns. The towns. I'll get to the towns. Like, okay, well, this is a $20,000 sword. Okay, how much am I getting? Five hundred dollars. Gonna be here a while. <laughs> Do you? Are you one of those players that like when you show up in a new town in a JRPG, like you ignore everybody and you go straight to the item shop? Is that how that goes? Yeah, more or less. Dude, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man. Like this town's on fire. <laughs> You're like, who's selling weapons? <laughs> That's funny. Man, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've done that before as well. I try, I try to let the story take it away, but I've definitely been guilty of that too. I uh, see for me, I mean, it's, I want to make sure I'm prepared for everything. So I don't care what's going on. I mean, I'm going straight to that weapon store. Yeah. Uh, dude, Legend of Lagaya, amazing game. Do you have anything else you want to, you want to shout out to Legend of Lagaya? Anything else you want to touch on? As, um, no, not really. I mean, we've touched on it, you know, every, everything on it. Well, I'm going to ask you, what are you playing next? What is the next game in Garrett's catalog? Oh, that's hard. I mean, right now I'm, actually kind of in between jrpgs right now so i actually decided to give myself a little bit of a challenge so i'm going through pokemon red using only rattata there there's challenge and then there's like that dude that that is like (laughs) that is like next level challenge it's not as bad as i thought it would be really is it can you only use one or can you use a whole team of them i have one single rattata dude that that dude, no lie. Like that sounds impossible. How do you even hit the ghost types? How can you even hit ghosts? Um, well, I'm actually picked. I actually got fire red, so my Rattata actually learned a dark type move. So I think I'm set. Ah, sneaky. I'm sneaky. hoping I'm set. That's I'm just. I'm right now. I just beat Lieutenant Surge last night. Oh dang, dang! You're making quick progress on that. Jeez. I think I'm about six six hours in. Jeez. Maybe seven. Do you see yourself jumping into another JRPG after after that challenge, or are you gonna like you know mix it up with some Apex or some Fortnite or something before? Um, I'm kind of itching for a JRPG. There, man, there's so there's so many great old games to play. It's like the the backlog never ends for me. Like I know I know I'm I think the next game I'm gonna hop into is Mother Three. Uh, have you heard of Mother Three? I have. Have you played it? No, I've actually not played. Not never played any of them. It's a lot like Legend of the Guy, honestly. It's it's like it's kind of weird, but it's also really touching. But you also need to grind a lot because holy crap, it's got some hard parts. But yeah, and a Mother Three is on my list, and God, with the podcast and with that kind of stuff, it's gonna it's probably gonna be a little bit before I get to it. But I've got plenty. I mean, there's some some personal gems that I believe are gems that I'm gonna try to get back to, and I'm gonna have to try to find a cheap ps2 because there's a couple there's a couple of ps2 jrpgs that i've been really itching to play through again oh dude shout them out what games are they 
Um, if, if you've never heard of them, it's the, the Shadow Hearts trilogy. Oh, man. I didn't even know that was a trilogy. Wow. Uh, there's two that star the same guy. And mm-hmm. then the third one, it's the same universe, but it's a different kid. It's They go, they essentially, the first two are more dark. Um, and then the third one, I actually never beat the third one. The third one is more colorful. And the first two, I believe, were rated M. And the, the third one's T. So, I mean, it definitely, there's a big tone change. Yeah, it's like Dark Souls to, like, something really not Dark Souls. I've got those on my backlog, and then one of my one of my personal favorites I've been wanting to go through again, which is uh, Lunar. Oh, I've heard great things about that, too. Oh, man, your backlog is going to become my backlog. They're definitely gems, and not a lot of people have heard of some of those. Do well. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to start. If you could recommend one of those to me, which would either a Shadow Hearts game or Lunar, which would you recommend for me to play for play next, so we can cover a next step, cover it on the next episode? Play next. Ooh. Um. I would say Lunar, just strictly because Lunar is in one of my is one of my top five favorites of gotcha. every JRPG I've ever played. But I mean, you definitely can't go wrong with Shad- the first two Shadow Hearts. Well, there it is. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get some lunar going on and uh, and get that played up. And man, we'll have to cover it next time. That'll be awesome. Yeah, there's there's two lunars. The first and they're they're direct. Well, not direct sequels. Lunar two actually takes place a thousand years after the first one. Wow! Holy crap! That is an extremely long time gap. But I mean, it's they're they're both fantastic games. Oh man, I'm looking forward to it. I I remember hearing. I think. I don't know if it was you telling me or somebody else. Somebody was telling me that Shadow Hearts was a pretty dark. Those those first couple games were really dark. Uh, yeah, the first the first two Shadow Hearts were, my goodness, <laughs> they are very dark. I don't know. I'm yeah. I might have to jump into those because honestly, thinking about Legend of Ligaia and the mist and the monsters coming over the wall, like it just puts me in the mood for like something creepy and something sinister. So I might have to go for Shadow Hearts. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't. You can't go wrong with it. I mean, it's definitely got that dark, dark undertone. I mean, the the first Shadow Hearts. I mean, it's one of the one of the first characters you get is um, an exorcist. Dang, that's <laughs> one of the one of the characters' weapon is a Bible. What? That that is crazy. Wow, that's got to be a JRPG first. I don't. But wow, go into it's a completely unique battle system though. It's everything is done with a ring huh interesting there's little there's little there's two like a big a bigger orange Mm. slot in each weapons ring and then a smaller red one and if you hit the orange one it's a regular hit and the red one is a critical hit gotcha kind of like it's kind of like it sounds timing based kind of like legend of dragoon yes is yeah yeah it's timing based well i dug legend of dragoon system so i'll probably dig it in shadow hearts too Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Those are two, those are some of the best PlayStation Two RPGs. Dude, well, man, Garrett, thank you so much for sitting down and recording this this episode. It was a lot of fun talking to you about Legaya. Oh, it's my pleasure, and you know, anytime I'm willing to sit down anytime with you. Dude, I'm gonna have to queue up Shadow Hearts. I will let you know when those are ready. We will have you back. We will jump into some more gloomy, terrorizing games. I am looking forward to it. I wish you the best of luck with your Rattata run, be very, very careful when you get to the Elite Four. Just bring a million potions. Uh, my my goal is to have 99 full restores by the time I get there. Yeah, you're going to need 
I think all of them. And oh man, like what if you get like what if a random hit like sleeps you or freezes you? I guess can full restore spell freeze? What do you do about freeze? I believe full restores are every status effect. Oh, that's awesome. Then you're you're good to go then. Just keep that keep that rad- like I guess that by that point I'll be eradicate. Or are you going to evolve it or are you not going to evolve? Oh, no. Do you got a level 30 got a level 35 Rattata going on right now. Dude, that is that is some next level business, man. You can do it. If you, if you can if you can be Legend of Ligaia, I believe in the Rattata run. Oh yeah, it's going. It's, it's one of the hardest Pokemon challenges I've ever done. I'm was gonna do one of those Nuzlocks, but I was, I was nope. <laughs> yeah, maybe next time. Hell yeah, dude! Until next time, guys. Keep on sharing the games you love with the people you like. See you guys next time on Scanline Vibes. Keep playing. Keep playing some good old JRPGs. Mm-hmm.